I'm Max, and you're listening to Zetus Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you comic book lovers and or dog show participants and or owners? Whoa. I'm Alan. I guess I'm a dog owner out of those choices. Yeah, it seems good. Not Max. <laughs> this is Zetus Lapidus. It's the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or decom in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched Life is Rough. Rough. R-U-F-F. <clears throat> yeah, the spelling is important. Just important to know. <sighs> let's, let's just get into it, shall we? Uh, yeah. The description of this movie is as follows. Calvin Wheeler is a scheming 13-year-old boy with everything going for him, except for an original issue of his precious comic book collection. When a prized show dog chases him down while skateboarding one day, his owner inadvertently convinces him to adopt and train a dog of his own. How long however, go? the Someone only one, however, the only one available is an uncouth stray Labrador backslash oh St. Bernard mix named oh Tycho from a local animal shelter who Jesus proves to be Christ. more than anybody can handle. Make it stop. That uh, yeah, was the whole movie. Yeah, there it is. That's our summary. This, I got to it and i was like this is long <laughs> this is v needless to long. say they did a better job with armageddon true uh, yeah absolutely they did this movie was released on july 15th of the year 2005 and i've gotta know did either of you watch this movie as a kid no i did not yes yeah, same you know what i would have been better off not watching it if i'm being honest I have to agree well, i mean who am i kidding it's a cinematic masterpiece that's one thing you could say for a moment uh-huh I considered myself as we started this pod the 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 I I think this will be a fun one but the vibe in the room I think we are collectively in agreement on <laughs> the quality of this film for a moment I've considered what if I came in as a stan of life is rough, you know, like, <laughs> heck yeah. I'm here to defend. I can't do it though. Yeah. It takes, a, it would take a great deal of energy you to defend win, a lot. You would put on a better acting performance than anyone in this movie. If, ah, you, could, if you could yeah. convincingly defend life is rough. Yeah. We'll see. Mm. I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look for its moments. Well, yeah, we, we I do need to acknowledge one moment the good. When I give it flowers. Yeah. I wrote one thing down that I thought was funny. Yeah. The top song at the time was We Belong Together by Mariah Carey. Again. Yeah, it's back. Can't sleep at night, cause you are on my mind. And I'm coming on the radio. You can think about it, think <laughs> Wait a minute, this is too deep. I gotta change the station, so I turn the channel, trying to catch a break. Like and then I hear baby face. It's like she's in the room. With I us. only think Well, no, because she's actually singing. <laughs> That was just that one time. <laughs> sure it yeah, was. You're right. There's she definitely did, never been another She didn't lip sync at Magic Kingdom either. You're right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dev- definitely sang that I one live. Fuck with the top grossing film. live performance than Mariah, I guess. True. Well, it's actually live. The top film of the time is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, oh the, uh, the Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp version. Yes. I like that version. This also... Well, maybe your news is going to hit this, Alan. This is also the night that a Harry Potter movie come, or book comes out. Because I went from the opening night, because I, I was this nerd. I was a Tim Burton nerd. Oh, a special okay? kind of emo nerd. Ooh. I was an emo Tim Burton nerd. Yeah. And he directed Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He did, yeah. And also liked Harry Potter. And so I went from opening night of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh-huh. 
to a books a million to get my midnight, midnight copy oh. of it's 2005 harry potter so it's order of the phoenix i think it's order of the phoenix yeah so i know that the night that charlie and the chocolate factory opens is the night that that book releases that's amazing yeah it's yeah because they weren't two years apart actually no i went to a walmart because the books a million had a like midnight release party mm -hmm. and they were all sold out and walmart i walked in and they had a pallet of them and you just took a book off the pallet huh. like it was like 400 harry potter books just stacked on a pallet and you just walked and grabbed one that's the way of the road honestly at that yeah. point also books a million talk about a flashback to the to the south for yeah that one. That's... half blood prince half blood, half -blood prince, prince was 2005 okay. they were that spread out by prince. that point yeah, yeah. Well, in news headlines at the time, I did not actually pick the Harry Potter book. Oh, uh, did you see it? I'm just curious. Was it on there? Uh, on the site that I went to, I don't think I made it deep enough in the month because okay. there were two events that I picked early in the month that I thought were like interesting, yeah, yeah, just yeah. topical, mainly because we have the U.S. Open happening now. And I saw that Roger Federer defeated Andy Roddick in the men's Wimbledon final in straight sets to capture his third consecutive Wimbledon crown and fifth Grand Slam title overall. Yeah, that's more interesting than Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm always more interested in this movie. So, uh, what's it? what is it? <laughs> you know, I was proud of. You know what? Good for Roger Federer. Good here. for her. Him. Roger Federer is a man. What I was going to so then I said her, like his last name. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then other news of the time: Disneyland celebrates its 50th anniversary. Oh, sure. That's true. That would be yeah, factually correct. That's true. Uh, we were at the 60th. That is correct. Yeah. The 50th is when they turned the castles gold everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. All around the world. They yeah. made them gold. Yeah. And then 60 was... Diamond. 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 Yeah, I, the went, diamond the, I went the year of the 60th as well. Yep. Yeah. All right. With that, are we ready to dive into Life is Rough? Let's... Rough. Potty. Nice. Let's... Uh-huh. Another one. Bow wow, get into it. We're bow wow well, for sorry. now. I'm sorry. Did you say let's bow wow, wow, get into I'm it? I'm trying to. I'm trying to be. <laughs> I'm trying to bow be like, wow, get into oh, it. Is maybe my God. favorite intro. I'm trying. Let's to bow wow, wow get, get into it. it. So opening scene. <laughs> oh, that's my new favorite. Uh, <laughs> We open this movie with a very traumatic opening. Yeah, this got, is upsetting. It's no upsetting, kidding. dude. We've got puppies who are in a cardboard box outside of a pet store that have free puppies for adoption. They've just now been left only there on the street. Upon a time in New York City. Yeah. It's a big old battle, tough old kind of truth. Oh, gosh, it's fucking it's Oliver and Company. It's, it's, Oliver and it's the opening of Oliver and Company with the kittens. And I have to say, as a child, I saw this trope multiple times and i was led to believe at some point i would come across a box, box of, of puppies of puppies or kittens where are they and i've never seen one which is a good thing sure but also like i want to you find thought a puppy. you were getting free i puppies. thought as a kid that i would run into a box of animals at here's, some point. here's we're starting off early here's my first issue of many with this movie go on i don't know if y'all happen to notice we see a scene of many children coming by and picking up a puppy and we keep noticing who will be our main puppy Tycho uh be passed over for how he's for so other, he's a little so, face. he looks exactly like every other dog so yeah i don't know why they would choose others but i noticed a little girl comes up and she says i want this one and grabs a dog and we get an over the shoulder shot of the box mm. in which there is only one dog left 
It's just Taika. And then she picks up another And a then dark a dog. little red-haired boy comes up. Yep. That we will see again. And his parent picks up a different dog seemingly out of nowhere. A magic trick has been performed. And then he looks at Taika in the eye and goes, good luck, and walks away. And I went, where did that dog come from? Taiko should have been adopted because there weren't any other puppies here. Mm-hmm. Uh, alas, we have a magician present that is far better than anything that was uh, presented. And now you see it. And he pulled a dog from nowhere. A regular Doctor Strange. You if Doctor what? Strange show was him pulling puppies instead of out of cardboard math, boxes, I would like that show a lot better. Yeah, I fully agree. If we had puppy cuddle time in the middle of the Sanctum Santorum and in, uh, in Avengers Campus, I'd that be down. Would improve things. So this it, it gets worse because there's rain. So the now pu- this puppy so is sad. trapped in the rain in a cardboard box, and he goes into the street, and, and he, I'm so stressed he's going to get hit by something. And we don't get any sort of flash forward notice. But suddenly we're in the future. No, it says one year later. Oh, okay. We get a flash forward notice. Boy, and that suddenly dog we're has in the gotten future. big in he's one a, year. He's, he's a, a big boy. boy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. And he is a sort of ringleader of chaos strays uh, who is looking out for other dogs, it's, looking out for himself, it, causing chaos everywhere. It's again giving Oliver and company with Dodger and the like ragtag band of doggos. Did y'all ask yourself if that dog was going to talk? I did. I did think. Dude, I, I actually, I that. actually didn't. I, I took it one step further in my brain. I didn't wager that him not talking was an option. Oh, you, my, you knew he was my brain talk. was. Is he gonna move his mouth or just voice over? Sure. Is he gonna bark and we're gonna get words? Yeah. Or is he actually gonna? Is it gonna animate yeah. his mouth or are we just getting to get uh, the? Uh, but he was the, always gonna talk in my brain. Glad I was wrong. Sure. Yeah, Glad yeah. I was wrong, but in my brain, there was no chance he didn't talk. You miss bow wow. Oh my God. It's been a long time. It has been. I thought, or like, you know, the new Lady and the Tramp where they like animated the dog's oh, mouth. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. care for that. Um, or it was going to be like um, Homeward Bound where it's just a voiceover mm-hmm. for the dogs, mm-hmm. but... Was none of those things. I'm glad it didn't talk. Uh, and no, 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 no. I submit to you that this dog did communicate to us. And this dog communicated to us through the soundtrack of the movie. That may be true. Because That's the true. soundtrack we of the movie his thoughts. Is, the, is just from the perspective of a dog. It oh is songs about what the dog is doing oh at that time. Oh I God. submit to you that oh the dog God. is the soundtrack and we you are being communicated to oh by the soundtrack. God. This soundtrack. Yeah, Max? Is the doing? worst piece of shit I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> In any it was so unbelievable that we kept getting scenes where the soundtrack would be like, I'm a dog. I'm just a dog chasing my tail. I'm chasing my tail. I'm Gotta actually... get some food. Gotta get food from the bowl. <laughs> and then I'm gonna get some water because I'm a dog. I actually wrote down a couple of lines. Oh, did you? you? Uh, we'll get to it. But I did write down a few lines. I... I'm actually wondering if the kid that stars in the movie is singing the song. Uh, he raps at the end. He was at one point I, I could pick up his voice and I just confirmed at one point the, the main kid is the singer so he's he's hurting me twice yes <laughs> I, 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 I swear to god the soundtrack infuriated me well mm. when, when we get to it I'll read you my favorite line of the musical interludes wait. I can't wait so the dog causes chaos everywhere the fair the streets everywhere ultimately he is taken to the pound 
As he is taken to the pound, we are then cut to introducing to our main character. That is Calvin. He has two person. Well, he has three personality traits. He likes comic books. He likes to skate and then be a selfish dickwad. Those are his three personality traits. He is a gaslighting, selfish asshole uh, throughout the entirety of this film. I submit to you that he is the worst main character in any decom thus far. He's a smooth talking little guy. And he gets away with whatever he wants. It's. I, that's all we get. That's thank you, Max, because that is such a succinct way of establishing what it takes this movie fifteen fucking minutes to do, and that is say, "Hey, here's Calvin in a bunch of situations, showing him getting out of his own responsibilities by pawning it off on others and paying them pennies on or pittance, not always money, but paying them pittance to do his work for him." He, it, it's the weirdest attempt at establishing a character trait that later they're going to pay off as a positive thing, Mm -hmm. which is that seemingly he knows people so well and he listens to where he knows what they want and he can get things out of them. So he's like the first in the, the first introduction of this is we see him kind of running out. He's got to get to school. He grabs a banana on the way out. Dad's like, Hey, trash has got to come in today. And he's like, I've got it handled. And he bails. And when he gets to the driveway, two other kids, his age are pushing the trash cans up and they're like, thanks for the tickets to the show, man. That's awesome. And so he has paid them off tickets to a show to pull up his trash cans. Feels like a bad business deal. Bad business deal. Because even if you're going to like a small like club, like to do like an intimate session, you're looking at like 30 bucks a ticket. For sure. And it takes 10 seconds to bring the trash cans in. Yo, I think I think he's a fence. Okay. A fence? Yeah, a fence in... Like the wood planks that keep people out of a yard? No. A fence is in... A fence is the go-between between a reputable business dealer and a criminal. Oftentimes what happens, a fence would be referred to as the guy. So, like, I've got a guy. But if you are a criminal seeking goods or items or services, a fence is the guy who will connect you to them. How do you spell that? F-E-N-C-E. Like fence. Like fence. Like fence. Also known as a receiver, mover, or moving man. Yeah, fence mm-hmm. criminal Wikipedia. Here, I, wow, Alan. Well, I've learned something How would today, you, Alan, Alan, did you learn that from some of your under-the-table business deals? Alan, are you our fence? Is that, oh. is that why you know what that term is? That I, you're our guy for I a lot of this? I neither confirm Alan, nor Alan, deny. you handle the business the deals guy. for our... I Are you our fence? I can't confirm or deny my finance guy. Why do you know what this word means, Alan? You're supposed to be the best of us. I, uh, Alan. I just, you know, I. You no, know, maybe it's better. I don't know. I now, I, I appreciate that I've learned something, and because you're the expert, I'm happy to be challenged. It doesn't feel like he's doing any of the work, though. Like it feels like he has. And to your point, Molly, like what I what I imagine is more true is that he didn't actually pay for the tickets. He knows a guy who is his fence who can get their name on the list at the club. But he's the fence like for the basketball team when they're like, that's true. Get us the playbook true. back. He and so he, maybe he plays multiple he, roles. He, that, well, that's that's really what like when you talk when you're the mover or the receiver or whatever it is that you're trying to do in that instance, your job is literally to be like, I, you need the good. I'm going to get you the good. And then you like the reward is you like you owe me one. Why do you know this so well? You Alan know knows Alan, a lot about this. Alan, why do you know so much about this? You know, the, this I, is more interesting than this. I do have so a past. But <laughs> <laughs> you, are you ludicrous in Fast Five right now? Uh, you know, I. 
I've I had a wife before you knew me, O'Connor. I've never once starred in a uh, in an album of for hip hop. So um, now that's the most shocking thing you've said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I think of you, I think rapper. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I look the part. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's his role. It's his role is to just be like I'm going to connect people with the things that they want, so that I don't have to do the stuff that I don't want to do. Yeah, or yeah, be the middleman. Um, here, then he goes. He walks into school. And it's and it's kind of cool guy walks into school, uh-huh. but I don't like it because I don't like this character. Sure, but normally, you know, I love cool guy. Walks I, into school. I've heard established. And um, immediately, I didn't like him because he's talking about dates for whatever the school dance is, and then they proceed to interview candidates. Yeah, like a job. Because what an honor it would be to go to the dance with this kid. Yeah, he also we establish his assistant fig. Poor in this fig. Ro- justice like, for fig is justice fig, for fig isn't fig in hannah montana i that guy's gonna be in everything he's in something he is too. A, the main character uh, stuff too mitchell musso i think is that i guy's believe name. i believe that's right and he's gonna be a disney channel mainstay like and, and the main he's in everything in, the main kid is in um hold on i'm gonna look it up oh he's another 91 baby um the main kid was he, in Corey that's in a house. raven and Corey in the house yeah. yeah so these two are like disney channel mainstays both of these kids. But Mitchell Musso is going to grow up and be like very prominent in a bunch of stuff. And I think he has a problematic. I think he got into some trouble after that, if I remember his story. correct. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I could be, you know, he was in Hannah him. Montana. Um, anyway, <laughs> I know life. Let's see. Uh, oh, he got a DUI. Is that what you're what talking was. about? That's what it was. I knew I had heard something about him. Yeah. So anyway, they we established Fig, who is a kid seemingly a best friend character but again we're establishing how bad calvin is yeah because he is talking to fig as if he works for him uh-huh. as if he is his a personal assistant yeah. he's like fig comes up and he's like you've got this meeting i've arranged for this for you i already took care of this he's like handing him cell phones and i'm like you're 11 yeah. what is happening it's wild and then he has the date application Mm. And I couldn't, and he says to the girl who's Gotham man's uh, arch enemy, arch enemy. And we established quick that Gotham man, which I'm sure is in no way related to Batman. No, not at all. Couldn't be. Is his favorite uh, comic book. And he says to the girl who's Gotham man's arch enemy, the girl's like, I don't know because she doesn't read comic books. And then it cuts back to him being like all right here's what i want you to read for me sweetie and he's writing a list of comic books that she some homework yeah that she needs to do in order to earn the honor of going to the dance with him yeah and i thought what fucking nerd wrote this movie because <laughs> what, only like that is the dream i assume for like the the stereotypical like basement dwelling nerd of like i get to get a hot girl to go to the dance with me and i get to force her to read comic books like yeah. i was like who wrote this movie because this is gross. And I think, yeah, I think that what bothers me about it is just it feels gatekeepy. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. oh, we're going to get like, there. Yeah. So toxic. It's so um, bad. Uh, this is often, to your point, it often comes from one sort of like stereotypical person. But I think today in a modern world where I'm not sure that stereotype exists as much anymore. I just see it in every fandom imaginable. Yeah. I see it in the Disney fandom. I see it in the Star Wars fandom. I see like 
every fandom imaginable right now, especially because of social media, say anything about an IP online and somebody's gonna be like, you don't actually like that or prove that you know. And I, it is one of my least favorite things on the modern mm-hmm. internet. And like, it's existed forever, but I see it way more now mm-hmm. than I have ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and it is incensing to and, me. And when I say nerd, insultingly like that like i don't think i need to clarify that i'm also a huge nerd like sure obviously if you're listening to this you know that i love harry potter and and like but it it's that stereotypical like toxic male gatekeepy bullshit yeah. is what made me so mad reading watching this movie and and it gets even worse in a little bit i was gonna say don't worry it's about to escalate because it's like and i think i guess there are things that are a little bit more mainstream culture now that probably weren't in 2005 like comic books and marvel and things like that it's true but it just gave me the ick like that he was like assigning some girl to read comic books in order to go on a date with him but that does introduce us to calvin and fig yeah there is a third character emily who we meet at this time emily is the passionate activist character who all who's very outspoken stands up to calvin sort of talks back to him and then we get to know her a little bit better because she goes to her one of her jobs volunteer spots we never really find out i'm gonna assume volunteer given her other actions spots at the animal shelter she does know the nemesis though that's important yeah she does know the she quickly drives by and is like that's a trick question this you know that character doesn't have a name also come support my animal shelter yeah and calvin's like give me one of those flyers and then just writes on the back that's his list clearly doesn't respect it they we see emily at the animal shelter where she has named a number of the dogs most importantly tycho Mm -hmm. where the animal shelter activist casually just talks about like what if we have to put these animals down and i was like this is dark Dark. sad and that's our cutaway, by the way. I want everybody to know, and li- like, listener, that's the cutaway. That's how they end this scene. Emily has this interaction with the head of the animal charity. He's like, don't get too attached to the dogs. She's what happens if the unfortunate happens. Cut away. So sad. We then see Calvin and Fig exiting school where they have another interaction with the basketball team. And this is when Calvin's role as the fence really comes into play. The basketball team comes to him with a problem. Hey, my our problem is that the opposing basketball team we're playing tonight for the state finals has gotten our playbook. And Calvin doesn't offer a solution out loud. He's just like, I'll take care of it. I will say this is one scene that not the dialogue that's happening, not the main characters involved, but the situation makes me laugh because where this conversation happens is the basketball team. Oh yeah. The, the we like the, you can assume the like star player, whatever the main guy pulls Calvin into his mom's hair salon is like, Mom, you all right if we use this space? Yeah. And, and then there's some ladies there's like waiting to get their hair done. There's some old like, women that are sitting there waiting to get their hair done. They're like listening in to this shady I deal. I, I thought laugh. that was funny. Like just the situational comedy of it was funny. That they're like in this hair salon with these old women around as they're yeah, like, very we funny. need to get the playbook for the, the high school team got stolen. Also, if they steal your playbook, mm-hmm. presumably they read it. Yeah. Uh-huh. What are you going to do? Like, you you should just make new plays. Like, I, you're host. Yeah. What they 
ultimately want to do is steal their playbook so that it's equal footing. Except the problem is they don't get their playbook until the game is already right. beginning. They have no time to read it and digest it. And the other team has had whatever amount of time they've had. So it's wild. Also, I just love the idea that these high schoolers are going to a 12 year old and they're like, hey, we have this serious problem. <laughs> Solve it for well, us. Well, he's the like, guy. Everyone yeah. knows he's, he's the guy. He's, he's the, the fence. fence. He's the fence, man. Yeah. So, also, uh, he's the fence in more than one way. Pick it, not chain link. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> because he finds what a fence self. Would you be? <laughs> I would be barbed wire. No. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'd be electric. Looks innocent, but uh, we'll zap you. Uh huh. Alan, I see you as a classic picket fence. Oh yeah. White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not even going to put my also, vote in on that one. If I'm being honest, I'm just going to... The American dream. Okay. Yeah, well, Max, uh, now, now we're... Max, excited. I see you as a chain link. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like wrought iron, maybe. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Gothic style. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Maybe when you open it, it goes... Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you never get the WD-40 out. No. You never stop it. You kind of like it, but you're yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little annoying, but not enough to make you do something about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, man, so does... now we've established our fences. We have a, an electric, a, uh, a white, white picket, picket. And, uh, and a wrought iron. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. What kind of fence are you, listener? Put it in Discord, Let listener. Let us know what kind of fence you are. Is this where we've gotten to? We've yeah. asked for your your uh, bird your bird guide. Uh, yeah. You know, we've asked a lot your last oh, meal, and God. now this week we want to know your what fence your are fence you? doppelganger. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, your fencil ganger. So. We have Calvin contact the other team's equipment manager. Uh-huh. With an under-the-table business deal. And through gifting him a cell phone that is not on the market yet. How the fuck does he get this stuff? He's a fence. <laughs> no, here's the thing. When we found out that he gave one kid concert tickets, and then now he's this, he's given this kid a fancy phone, I thought one of his parents' job was going to be revealed that they have a hookup somehow. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But his mom's a nurse. No, we just never explained. And his dad's... We don't ever know. We don't. But know. he seems to. He wears like a, a hoodie. Uh, uh, he wore a mechanics. He wears uh, he wears oh, like oh, a mechanics. mechanics. His name's I on it. So he's some kind of like electrician or mechanic or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought we were going to get revealed that one of his parents' jobs led him to having these hookups, but no, it just doesn't make any sense. No, he's a fence, man. Um, after this occurs, he gets the playbook, takes it back to the basketball team. I don't know, what the, to your point, Max, what the fuck they're going to do with it. They have all of five seconds. Also, they run out on the court with holding the it and waving it. Yeah, that's true. And you don't think the other team is like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, that's our playbook. I like, I like when he does the under-the-table business deal with the equipment manager the equipment manager goes to get pizza he he calvin has left a phone his he's left his bribery in a napkin holder yeah it starts ringing the equipment manager finds it answers it calvin doesn't want to be seen so he stands under a spotlight (laughs) 25 feet behind him we can see him brightly lit over the shoulder and like i understand it's a movie but it's just so funny the equipment manager's like where are you and i was like in the direct open light right there that's where he is Mm -hmm. like and he's literally like leaning on a big pole like making himself real big like it's just so ridiculous the amount of stupid other characters and like and and i don't mean stupid like their presence is stupid i mean they are stupid Mm -hmm. like they are actually dumb is 
like we've got the equipment manager who like looks everywhere but where he where Calvin is, and then I'll just say it: his parents, Calvin's are so parents stupid. are so dumb. They're so oh, stupid. Yeah. They're infuriatingly oh, yeah. dumb. They are written in a way that is so inc- like when I say stupid and dumb, listener, what I mean is it's unrealistic the way that these people are portrayed. I think that I'm a, I'm going to make a call here, and that is that you know when we did Kim Possible not too long ago, only a few movies ago, we talked about how that that movie probably was for an older demo mm-hmm. than most of our decoms that we had seen because of the jokes, because of the uh, some of the tone, all that kind of stuff, the content, right? That that was probably for a slightly older teenage audience. Right. I think this is aimed younger. It's, it has to be. It's just physical slapstick romp with no meat on it at all. Very simple to understand. And nobody has any complexity to their character. To me, like... I find it very hard to watch and I can only imagine that if I am younger and like I think every one of these physical moments is funny, then maybe it's watchable to me. Like we're going to have a moment here very shortly where there's characters just diving into the mud Mm -hmm. and I was like, is this is this funny like no. is this you, no <laughs> but but maybe if you're a certain age and you're all you're seven, doing is just like it, yeah. giggling about it then it is and so i i'm gonna make a guess that the demo they were aiming for with this movie was just younger than probably most of our decoms it's younger than get uh than um go figure it's younger than uh kim possible it's like it's a little bit younger than our general demographic that adds up that makes sense there is a dog show at the basketball court. It's with the introduction Preston. of the villain with Preston. You know what? Until about three quarters away of this movie, I was on Preston's side. Sure. Hard same. Until the end, I was on his side. But Preston is a the snooty rich kid at school, and he has his prize show dog, Jacques. Jacques. And he is um, doing the, the pregame for the basketball team. He is doing the opening act and showing some of Jacques' talents. And nobody cares. Everyone in the audience is bored and, like, falling asleep. But I love his confidence. Yeah. Because he's like... If we didn't pep everybody up, who could? And yeah. like, he thinks the cheering is for him and Jock. Um, and I, up until, yeah, like I said, at this point, I was like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. Hmm. And his little dog. He takes it one step too far at the end. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm on his team. It's easier to root for him than the fucking mm-hmm. main character. Agreed. Mm-hmm. We learn in the next scene that Calvin's parents are calling him out because he doesn't take responsibility for anything and he always takes shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And that is representing itself in like his in his grades specifically, which are starting to fall. And that he didn't bring they mentioned like you didn't bring the trash up. We asked you to do that, not these other guys. Like, yeah, it got done, but it's not about it getting done. It's about that you were supposed to do it mm-hmm. and you're always finding a way out of doing they're they're calling him on the character trait we have noticed. Right? Exactly. But that doesn't matter to him. Because he has gotten the number two Gotham Man edition comic for helping out the basketball team. So now he only needs one more for his Gotham Man collection. That is the first edition. And wouldn't you know it, we're going to see the first edition. That is the goal. That is the light at the end of the tunnel. That is, uh, as Imagineers would say, that is the weenie. Like We have to get to that. But a problem costs $3,000. And Calvin's net worth is $144.68. I did laugh at the fact that that fig is like... Like your net worth. Yeah. Like it's funny to think of a little kid having a net worth. So Calvin is now facing a conundrum. How do I get the money? And only after having a run in with Preston at the park, does Calvin think to himself, 
there's money. Preston's rich. There's money in dog shows. I have mm-hmm. to tell you something. Okay. I tell just me, looked up how much a first edition of Batman would be. Oh, yeah. It's a crazy amount of money. It sold in 2020 for $1.5 million. Correct. Yes. So the fact that the first edition of Gotham is only 3 k Pretty good. Feels like a steal. Yeah. $1.5 million. That's it's a crazy. lot. I mean, it's Batman. Yeah. It's... And it was old. Uh, like 1939, I looked it up because it's the same year that they say Gotham Man came out. Because, mm-hmm. again, coincidence. May of 1939. I mean, yeah. I mean it's it, obviously, it, it's, a, that's like a huge piece of pop culture history. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. yeah but, Interesting yeah. fun fact. Yeah. Interesting fun fact. Yeah, he sees uh, Preston with the dog. Thanks, hey. Jacques. And Preston, no, Preston says, don't mess with my dog. He's got to be in the show and win $5,000. And so then Calvin is like, Oh, I can enter a dog show and win $5,000. That's how I'll get my comic book. Because what a dumb way to think you could get the money. It's like, very A to B, right? Like, Also, I am Preston up until he is bad at the end. But the way that like Jacques definitely goes for Calvin. But Preston runs up and is like, don't hurt my dog. And like, yeah. doesn't give a shit about Calvin being on the ground. That would be me. Well, also, the dog is... The size of your foot. Yeah. I mean, Calvin's a, 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 a human. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just would be that protective over the dog. So Calvin has decided he has to get a dog. A dog is the avenue to solve all of his woes. So he goes to find a purebreed, a purebred dog. Uh-huh. Like and a, finds like, out that they also cost a lot of money. A purebred, like a, like a not... Muggle boar, <laughs> <laughs> a pure blood, a poodle of the purest blood, delightfully Q-tip like white hair. I I like the version of this movie. Gets more, the disgusting eye crusties. Where he needs three thousand dollars to buy his comic, so he borrows three thousand dollars to get a purebred dog, and then uses the purebred <laughs> dog to win five thousand dollars. <laughs> he's two thousand net. Yeah. He's I'm short. <laughs> yeah. No, he would have gained it. <laughs> no, no, Molly, you Wait, wouldn't have. Oh, could he to pay back three thousand? Correct. I'm, it's in my nose, and so then it's in my nose. He has to spend so his two thousand dollars to so try to get. <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank God I handled the finances. Holy! It was shit. never going to be me. Oh. But I don't understand. I just, oh my god! I'm, we're never gonna get to him getting to Tyco. No, I just—if you needed three thousand dollars, why would you think that the easiest way to do that is to acquire a living being? It. This is how stupid this movie is to me. I can't even get behind this being a solution to the problem. No, of course not. Like it's so ludicrous. No, ludicrous is in the Fast and the Furious. Luda. It's so Tej to me. <laughs> yeah. That, wow. That I can't even like fat, like at least other movies we watch are crazy and ridiculous and they could never happen. But mm-hmm. at least I can like somewhat buy into the main overarching plot, even if the hijinks along the way are silly. Sure. I can't even buy into the concept that someone is so stupid that they think the easiest way to get $3,000 is to adopt a, a live being hide it from their parents, and then train it to do something that takes years of practice. Especially when this is a person. 
that canonically can acquire cell phones that are not available in the U.S. How can he not get $3,000 another way? Just get that cell phone and sell it a few times. Like, done. Also, you're coming up with a problem or you're coming up with a solution that has costs attached to it. Like, okay, you go to the shelter, you get a dog. That costs money. Let's imagine it's free. Just for the sake of argument. Sure. Let's say that Emily hooks him up. Sure. And she gets him that dog for nothing because she doesn't want Tycho to be put down. Fair. All right. Now you got to buy food. Yep. Now you got to buy the leash. Now you got to buy, like, you got to buy all the things to take care of the dog. You're losing money. Where are you? Where's that coming from? Mm -hmm. Not only your $144.68 net worth, you're farther away from the $3,000. Yep. Or you could just, I don't know, go find a job somewhere and gain money. Go work at the comic book store. Great idea. Maybe I mean, they'll offer you a discount. Work towards the comic. Right. You know, that sounds great. If we didn't have a main character that was established as not wanting to take responsibility and always take shortcuts. I know. But this but isn't a shortcut. It's sh- not a shortcut. I agree. It's fucking not a shortcut. I, I agree with you. And I agree. I guess... I guess uh, Calvin it, plays the lottery is a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because then it doesn't take work. He spends his $144 and 68 cents on tickets and he hopes this is not a shortcut. It's more work than anything else would be. I think that might be. And maybe I'm going too deep. Maybe he starts off thinking it's a shortcut because if Preston can do it, then so can I. Right. And then he finds out that it's more work and he starts to feel the joy in the work, right? Maybe that's what they're going for, but the way it's presented is so not that. I just can't believe anyone's so stupid to think that it would be easy to train an animal in a week that you've never met. Oh, well, you know To do agility testing. Don't worry, Molly, he's unsuccessful in that, but still somehow wins, but we're going to get there. That's fucking true. That's true. He decides to not get a purebred dog and decides to go to the pound where emily works emily suggests that calvin take tycho so he does but he needs a parent signature so he's pretty slick with this one he goes home so has her sign his report card saying that he is going to work more and also hide the dog adoption forms and still have mom sign the he, dog adoption he form takes as well. advantage of his nurse mother's mm-hmm. tiredness yep to get her to sign That's that dog correct. adoption form what a he's dick he move. yep he goes, adopts Tycho, and then... This movie makes me want to go to an animal shelter and adopt like 20 dogs. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have the space for that. But, and then, he goes and doesn't even want to have the dog at his house after being drugged... Okay, we have to talk about this scene. He is drugged by Tycho on... Calvin, on his skateboard, is drugged by Tycho throughout the town. And it's certainly Calvin on the skateboard when he's doing all those cool tricks. Yeah. It's definitely and, the kid, not a stunt double. At one point, he ends up in the skate park. Uh-huh. Tycho runs away. He gets away from him. He's no longer holding onto Tycho's leash. Yeah. Tycho runs into the skate park where there's ramps and shit. Sure. Calvin goes to the ramps and shit. Mm-hmm. He then gets close enough to grab Tycho's leash, mm-hmm. but then instead goes, stay right there. So that he can go do some sick jumps. God, do sick jumps. <laughs> and I was like, why wouldn't you grab the dog's leash right then? Because you don't know if this dog's going to run away again, you absolute dipshit. Because you got to get some sick jumps in. And then... He's he, a soul skater, Molly. <laughs> don't you... Don't insult the soul He would be T-Bex Plaids for sure. Then, this is my favorite part. 
he gets the dog again. Dog starts running away again. And he's running up a hill. And he says out loud, I'm losing my grip. Then it cuts back to him and he's holding onto the dog. And then he throws it. He (laughs) He throws throws the leash. Like, it is not even a subtle, like, drop. Like, he straight throws the leash away. Yeah. Insane. And then he gets dunked in the lake. Who could have seen that coming? Tycho thinks it's really funny. And Calvin tries to pawn off Tycho on Fig. He pawns everything else off Fig. I gotta say, red flag. When he's in the animal shelter and Emily's like, I can't believe you're here to get a dog because you hate dogs when in third grade when I brought my puppy in for show and tell, you wouldn't even pet it. And you said that dogs were gross and dirty. And I was like, red fucking flag. That is like... Not liking puppies? Are you a serial killer? Yeah. Like, you, what? <laughs> Even if you're not a dog person, puppies are fucking adorable. You tell me you're to look at a fucking puppy and be like, no thanks? That's that's crazy to me. But Fig, because Fig is, he owes a life debt. It's Gilbert. To- so I submit to you. Fig is the Gilbert, for sure. Yeah, Fig Higher is the I, interesting question. I have, to, I have to exclude a lot of my thoughts, but I think... If it weren't for like the one of the last couple of scenes, I would put him higher uh, because like only because he stands up to Calvin in a way that feels significant being like, no, you're selfish. You're not like I'm, I, I've, I've looked away for a lot of these other times, but I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, if I think back to what the our original Gilbert, the founder of the scale. Yeah. Heard of him. I don't know that he would perform that uh, or stand up in that way. Sure. Look at puppies. They're cute. You gonna look at that and say no thanks? Don't take my phone. I'm looking at puppies. I think he is. I'm having a hard time because I think he is a better friend, but also the friend he's a good friend who sucks. Like I'm trying to separate how much I don't like Calvin mm-hmm. from this, mm-hmm. and that's tough. By the way, I think he's as he's probably the most Gilbert Gilbert we'd had mm-hmm. in that he's as passive as Gilbert was Mm -hmm. like Gilbert did not was not proactive throughout most of that movie. Gilbert at the very end of the film takes action to save his friends. Fig at the very end of the film takes one action to like hold Calvin accountable. But throughout most of the movie, he's just at the mercy of the main Mm -hmm. character. That is true of Gilbert. I think he is the most Gilbert Gilbert we've had. And I might say neutral. Interesting. A neutral Gilbert. Yeah, I think he is Gilbert in the most Gilbert of ways. Mm-hmm. I think that adds up. I can agree with that. I like Fig, though. I want to say that. Like, Is it because you feel sorry for Fig or because you like him as a no, character? I like him with his inhaler and stuff. Like he's, kid. He's got like, I was a he's got like, kid. He's got like good comedic timing as far as like the inhaler. Like when he runs up with the inhaler to tell them that the comic book's at the shop and stuff. And like, I don't know. There's just like... I don't know. I think, and like, he's always stressed, so he's always got his inhaler out. I don't know. I like Fig. I also feel bad for him because his best friend's a dick. Yeah, like right now when Calvin pawns off Tycho, a big lab slash, uh, what is it? A lab slash a, hold on, let's go to the summary. Pardon me. Lab slash St. Bernard mix off his, at his apartment. To which Fig and his family nearly get evicted. And Calvin has the fucking balls to say, I thought you could at least do this one thing for me. Homie, your friend nearly got evicted, dickhead. Also, he does everything for you. Like, you don't do anything for yourself. 
It's it's insane. But Tycho ultimately has to stay back at Calvin's home where he should be staying. And this is, we're going to hit the standard decom trope right now, where did, we're going to have the same shit happen three times to fill up the bulk of this film. Did you know that Lab St. Bernard's are often called Labernards? Hmm. Labernards? Labernard. Yeah. It's like a labyrinth, but a Labernard. Labernard. I like that. They're pretty cute. Well, Tycho's look, cute. Look at that guy. He's <laughs> cute. Yeah, it's Tycho. The following day, Calvin stays home sick because his mom and dad heard snoring that night and they assume it is Calvin and they assume he's coming down with something. So that day is sort of a wash with Calvin and Tycho out and about in the world. This is when Tycho meets Preston and Jacques. They don't they don't get along very well. This is the mud trip scene yep. and the bath time scene. Yep. And this is another scene where the parents are just written to be so laughably dumb. Yep. But the following day is really what I want to get to because Calvin doesn't feed Tycho because Calvin's an asshole. Mm -hmm. And naturally, a dog would like to eat, and especially a dog that once lived on the streets and is a wily animal. Went inside and absolutely wrecked the house. Who could have predicted? Who could have predicted? Who could have predicted that there would Shot. be a messy house scene with a dog movie? Yeah. And this kicks off the craziness of the soundtrack. And it I'm a dog. Weird. And I'm looking for a bone. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. That's and the I'm way it feels when you're a dog. I'm, I'm a dog. dog. It's the, yeah, the music is sung from the point of view of a dog. It's crazy. And you think to yourself in this moment, Calvin's got to get busted now. There's shit everywhere. His parents come home and they're like, you're like, not, no, let's set the scene. Shit is everywhere in the house. It has been absolutely demolished. Tycho sitting on the couch. Calvin comes in, sees everything and then admonishes Tycho on the couch. Dad arrives at home and Calvin covers Tycho with a blanket, which means you've got a lab, uh, a labernard covered in a blanket. That's a big thing. Standing up, by the way. He's not laying down. On the couch. Dad arrives and is like, Calvin, what did you do? You're telling me. You're telling me. You you don't see the big-ass dog standing up under a blanket. It's it's not an invisibility cloak. (laughs) Like, he's just under a, a blanket, bro. And I was like, this is when I really started to lose patience quickly. I was like, what? You You see it. It's there. Calvin is hugging a blanket that is moving and has a tail that wags. No shot. You don't see it. But their takeaway is that Calvin is taking responsibility for his actions and not talking back. Mm -hmm. That's the parents takeaway. And then he starts to clean and they're like, wow, look at him cleaning so much. And it's like, yeah, but your house is fucking destroyed. Yeah, his dad is like, literally says out loud, he's hiding something. Like, he very clearly lying because he's like, no, it's fine. I'm just, I, I'll clean it all up. And he's just like being the most over the top, the most obvious. His dad is like, he's clearly hiding something. His mom goes, no. And, and what she says is like, he's taking responsibility. He never does this. But what is the subtext of this is, I know he's obviously lying to our faces and covering something up, but even this is better than how he usually acts. Jeez, it's so true. So 
just leave this. Like she literally says, dad's like, he's obviously hiding something. She's like, yeah, but just leave him. At least he's cleaning. At least he's cleaning. At least he's doing something. Like the implication of that is, is wild. Like, yeah, I know our kid is lying to our faces. At least he's being somewhat productive. But he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. That this he is, sucks so much. This is 10% better. And it's reinforced it's by... It's fucking wild. Oh, and now, literally, as you say that, Max, the next line is even worse. Because when Calvin finally gets uh, Tycho back to his room, Tycho has eaten his shoes and his homework, and he looks at Tycho and says, that's my geometry homework. Do you have any idea how long it took Fig to do that for me? Yeah. Yo. Dude. You, Calvin sucks. He sucks. He sucks. The next day, he has the audacity to continue sucking and tie Tycho to a tree Mm-mm. outside in the heat without water to go to school. And him. he's met immediately by two bullies, not really bullies, two it's, gentlemen who we saw earlier taking the trash in. Yeah. yeah, it's the trash can boys. And they're like, hey, bro, we've been paid to pound you. We've been paid by to beat Preston. you up. Yeah. And I was like... Honestly, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least the lesson can be uh, there are repercussions for your actions. Don't fuck with the dog. Right. Don't fuck with the other. Dog. I loved that they were like, "Hey, we've already been paid. We've got to beat you up." Yeah, we've got ethics and stuff. Which I was like, <laughs> "Well, and we didn't That's really, funny. we didn't really talk about it that much." But when he, they run into Preston and Jacques. He's like, uh, Preston is talking shit about Tycho, which I don't care for, obviously. Of course. But Preston's also like, well, this is a champion dog. And um, Calvin's like, I'm going to enter my dog in the competition. Like, they start yeah. the smack talk between the two of them. So that's why uh, yeah. Preston is like, going to teach him a lesson. He's I like, guess. we're going to beat you up if you are, like, unless you drop out of the yeah. competition. And he's like, well, I'm not doing that. So just punch me. <sighs> Tycho, hearing Calvin in distress and for some reason feeling an attachment to this owner who's been a piece of shit, pulls a tree He's a by its root He's system a a out of the ground, breaks through a fence, and then absolutely demolishes the bullies with a tree. He's a go- he's Gotham dog. Yeah, like, that's He true. is a superhero. More like Gotham dog. Nice. 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 Thank you. And it's at this point where Calvin is like, hey, I need to call Emily for some help. And we get a friendship montage. Yeah, we do. Between, hold on, I, I really want to talk about my favorite scene of this montage. Uh, Please, let's talk about really it. It's pretty good. So we have a friendship montage between Emily, Tycho, and Calvin, which involves a lot of things. Flying a kite, running through the fields, lying down on the ground why, together. Why is it now, but go on? Good, good fucking question. Now, the running through the field bit is my favorite because in the foreground, <laughs> you have Emily and Tycho just absolutely frolicking as yeah. they run through the field. Yeah. And in the background, if you watch, because I paused it and watched it thrice, you have Calvin trip and absolutely beef it. <laughs> it is quite funny. It is the best thing because I wondered, like, they had to make the active decision to leave it in. Like, that's our best cut because he he hits... The, I don't think it's acting the way he falls. He I falls, think he really falls. And, like, his... <laughs> how he tumbles. It's too good for it's it to be acted. Yeah, he's not that good so an actor. Bad. I'm watching the movie. Yeah. God, I, we've I seen him do slapstick. This is not. We know slapstick. the quality. Uh, this is him absolutely eating grass, and it was the best. Yeah. At the end of this, 
Uh, <laughs> by the way, my note in that moment is, yo, Calvin casually eating shit in the background of this scene is incredibly satisfying. <laughs> it is, though. This is when we have the gatekeep moment, the overt gatekeeping moment between Calvin and Emily. Because Calvin and Emily, after spending the day together, they are chatting about, you know, a number of things like, hey, have you ever been real with a person and stuff like that? And, um... Emily mentions, like, Calvin's like, how did you know Gotham man's arch nemesis? The dumbest goes, fucking question I've ever been asked. Yeah. How did you know the main villain of this comic book's name? And she goes, because I read the comic. Can't fucking imagine. He can't imagine because I the know. idea to him of a girl reading a comic book is ludicrous. Yeah. And he's Ludacris like, Chris is in fast. No, we have to, we have to say this whole thing because I, I actively made a noise. I was so annoyed by this. Yeah. He you didn't make a noise. You screamed. He says, "How did you know Gotham Man's nemesis?" And she goes, "I read comic books." And he goes, "Read them like you skim them sometimes." Yeah. And she's like, "No, I read comic books," mm-hmm. and. It's so gatekeepy and so sexist and gross. And I was like, if I couldn't hate this character more, we're going to just be overtly the worst now. Yeah. The frustrating thing that I see at the root of a lot of this, because this type of interaction is so common now in our modern culture on social media across all kinds of fandoms. And the really sad thing is that I think most of it is rooted in a feeling of having been made fun of and shame. And there is this like, oh, you're a nerd for liking comic books or you're a nerd for still liking Disney because you've grown out of it. And like, why do you like those movies? Or you're a nerd for liking Star Wars. You're a nerd for watching video games, whatever, right? At the root of this is I'm made fun of because I like this thing and and other people don't understand or I have shame or whatever. And then that thing becomes more mainstream pop, like uh, popular and more and more people are engaging on the thing that you like Harry Potter, Star Wars, video game. I don't give a shit, right? Like now it's popular. And so I liked it when it wasn't cool. Like I took all this heat and I got made fun of. And now the thing that I like is getting more popular. And rather than going, man, it's awesome that I now get to share this thing that I love and that I've always loved. Now I have all these people to talk to about um, this thing that I love and like connect with on this thing that I love instead of like loving that you get to do that and getting to share this thing that you care about with other people. You go, well, you didn't like it until everybody like you're not a real fan and you like close yourself off again. Like, and I, I, I see where it's coming from. And it's just so sad to me that like, this is the reaction is instead of going, man, now there are all these people. And like, don't, I'm not saying that like, if people have been shitty to you, I'm not saying like, yeah, be friends with the people that have been shitty to you, but you're doing it to people that have never been shitty to mm-hmm. you. Like maybe in this story, this kid, I can't imagine because he's established as a popular kid that has all these friends and gets away. But like maybe he got bullied for liking comics, but Emily hasn't bullied you for liking mm-hmm. comics. So what the fuck are you doing? And so I just think like I, the more I see it on social media, the more bothered I am by it because it's clearly coming from a place of like some person was mean to you and you're taking it out on people that had nothing to do with that. Uh-huh. Instead of being like, oh, it's awesome. 
It's awesome, Molly, that you appreciate Last of Us. It's my favorite video game. I'm so glad that the television show made you start to love it. And man, now you're playing the video game and I get to share even more of the, like, how fucked would it be if I was like, yeah, but you just like the show. Like, that's not the real thing. Like, no, share the thing you love with other people. I'm just bummed. It, It is distressing how quickly we as humans trend to negative response outcomes as opposed to moving the other way, which is like, I am happy and I'm, I'm, I would like to be positive on the outcome. It, it's, it's startling how that is our go-to. Yeah. Calvin likes Tycho now. Okay. Sure Calvin does. likes him. Well, he, yeah, he defended him. He likes Tycho because, and Emily points this out at some point, Calvin's never done anything without uh, getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly selfish and he doesn't like Tycho this whole time until Tycho proves his value to him. Mm-hmm. Tycho doesn't have value to Calvin simply because he's a dog, mm. which is fucked. He it has is. value to him because he protected him from a bully. Right. Like he doesn't see him as anything other than that yep. at this point, which mm-hmm. is gross. This is also when Calvin's parents discover Tycho. Mom thinks it's a bear. Or, I mean, it's a big dog. I get it. Uh, there is a debate between mom and dad about like, should we keep the keep the dog or not? Where the outcome is like, maybe it'll teach Calvin responsibility. Although how they got to that conclusion That's based on the conversation. Decision. I cannot believe they let him keep this animal. Yeah, it's insane. And I in the same breath, they're like, and we need to talk about you getting your mom to for like, to like lying to your mom about signing the signature for you to adopt. I'm like in the same breath yeah. as you should be able to take care of this uh, living creature. I just think. Judith Moreland. Oh okay. my God. I, I'm glad that she grew up from this as being a really irresponsible parent. She's a much more responsible assistant to uh, Pawnee Mayor Gunderson when she shows up in an episode of Parks and Rec as Evelyn Roshand when they're trying to get rid of Fairway Frank, the possum, uh-huh. on the ninth hole that yep. um, attacks golfers. I'm familiar with Fairway and he, Frank. And he attacks uh, Mayor Gunderson's dog, Rufus, uh, if you recall. I do recall. And um, if there's one character on Parks and Rec that I think made an impact on people, it would be Will Sebastian. Mm. The mini horse, who is played by Gideon, the mini horse. Are we? Wait, no shot. We're going through mini horses and animals on this. I love that. I, 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 I there's a few little treats in here, but I, I tried to go through all animals, but I couldn't. But I got a few in. Um, Gideon, the mini horse, is. Uh, he also played the party pony in Daddy Daycare. No. Where Steve Zahn plays Marvin. Uh, Steve Zahn also played a character named Fuller in the movie Joyride, which stars Paul Walker, mm-hmm. Brian O'Connor, rest in peace, and Lily Sobieski plays Vienna. Uh, she also was uh, Sarah Hotchner in Deep Impact. Oh! <laughs> Not Armageddon. Uh-huh. And uh, in Deep Impact, the president, President Beck, is played by Morgan Freeman. He also plays DCI William Cabot in The Sum of All Fears, uh-huh. where he is partnered with Jack Ryan, played by Ben Affleck, ah, who we all know as AJ from 1998 yes, cinematic masterpiece yes. Armageddon. The, the wielder of the animal cracker. Uh-huh. The wielder of the animal cracker, as well as uh, 
the singer of Leave It On A Jet Plane. True. The vocalist behind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you probably know that Armageddon was directed by Michael Bay, who also directed Transformers. And in Transformers, there's a cute little dog named Mojo, and he was played by Chester the Chihuahua, mm-hmm. who in this movie plays Rufus, oh, the little dog wait. at the end. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Also, I just... Dang, re- seven years later, that dog's still getting work. Yeah, good for that dog. Good for the dog. Good for yeah. that dog. You've been armageddon the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop, because she won't. We have Calvin. Now he has Tycho. It's his dog there bonding. But it's also time to go to the first... Uh, to, to the first competition. This is really just a montage of them bonding. Like, it's supposed to be funny. There's slapstick humor, like picking up dog poop, feeding the dog, all that stuff. Uh, but what I really want to get to is I want to get to the first um, the first set of competition between Tycho and the rest of the show dogs. Mm-hmm. Where Calvin, using Fig as a distraction, sneaks Tycho into a car to then be driven to the dog show to where, where we have the 101 Dalmatians bit where all the dogs and owners look the same. I like that bit. It's a good bit. It's always good. Also, can I submit to you that a better movie would have been 90 minutes of Emily at the dog shelter just helping 100%. dogs get adopted? 100%. Yes. I just, yes. I like Emily until the end. Emily's great. We're going to see her again, by the way. She's coming back. Mm-hmm. I like her till the end. And I just was like, man, I would just watch a movie of Emily and dogs. Mm-hmm. They, speaking of Emily, they crawl past Emily because she's out there protesting the dog show. The fact that she doesn't see them is so insane. I just want you to say that again. Why is she there, Alan? Protesting the dog show. Why, why is she protesting? Uh, you know what? She doesn't ever really explain it. Well, she talks she about exploiting the dogs, the exploitation of dogs. She's protesting. Uh, yeah. The folks that put on dog shows, she thinks that they are ethically, uh, like immoral. She even says when he adopts Tycho, she says like, don't take him to the dog show. Like she says something about like not believing in Royal Hound yeah, or whatever. You aren't going to use him in dog shows, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's just, just keep that in mind. We'll it's do. important, yeah. I think, that Emily is ethically opposed to dog shows. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. They go to the dog show. Tycho is covered in mud. He's looking disheveled. So this is the one bit I like in this entire Calvin. movie. Calvin calls in a favor and he brings the basketball team who he had helped earlier before, specifically the star player's mom, because she is uh, she owns a hair salon. So naturally, because she owns a hair salon, she can groom dogs. And the entire basketball team shows up to do a Princess Diaries style transformation. Uh, Tycho is Princess Mia Thermopolis in this moment being transformed. I also adored the pep talk that Tycho got. We have the star basketball player lean down, grab Tycho by both sides. He's like, what was it that he said? He goes, you are fast like a freight train. You can't be stopped. You are the Mac Daddy dog. And like... Pep talks Tycho into getting ready to go out there. Like he he agrees he is the Mac Daddy dog. But I just love the mom uh, coming in from the hair salon, and then I love her in the stands a few seconds later. I love her in the stands. She's in the stands handing out business cards. She's like, "Hair salon up in the main." And then she goes, "Oh, you should come see me." She goes, "Honey, you need to come see me." This one woman's got like her hair just a mess. It's so funny. It's though it's. 
this is the nicest thing I'll say about this movie is this bit's funny. Yeah. Well, that's because the next bit that we're about to get lasts for fucking ever, and it shouldn't, because it is a competition between Jacques and Tycho. Why the fuck is Jacques competing? They make it a point to say he's already qualified for the finals. They no clue. S- they say that. Yeah. The announcers. He doesn't with, need to compete. With all of their dog puns mentioned that he doesn't need to be there. I don't understand for the writing of this movie why he's there. There's no reason. No reason at all that this dog should be there at all. To establish that he can beat jock by not doing any of but why the, dude, do we I, need to establish dude, that that I don't should know. be the I, end i agree they've already said he i agree it doesn't make he should any be competing against another dog or he should win this is when he needs to win on some kind of technicality like he does a really terrible job and yeah, he hits every obstacle and, I, I I can't with what happens. Yo, okay, let's just let's just establish what happens. This bit goes on for literally five minutes with Tycho hitting every obstacle, stopping it every single time, every single time he can, breaking things, running things over. We get to the end of it, and the judges are like, and he's competing head to head with Jock. Yeah, he's not competing against some other dog. Nope, he's competing against the defending champion. And it's a dog agility course, and which they have trained for in no way, no way, and they. Say, they being the judges, that Tycho sets a course record. I, I, I fucking can't with this scene. Like, one, okay, I, I wanted to start giving the movie credit, okay? Because I was like, I swear to God, if he goes out and he is just miraculously good, I'm going to go insane. And he did not. That was great. I'm glad the Tycho comes out and barrels through and like doesn't dodge, you know, it's the like little S curve. He doesn't do any of that. He's not agile. He knocks over all the rungs. Everything is a disaster. And I was like, thank God. But I know he has to get to the final. So how does he get to the final? Well, Jacques, the defending champion gets distracted. And well, Tycho a bad influence. hits the, they, they get to the end. And even though he's not done any obstacle at all, he sets a record. Even with course penalties, he sets a record. The fact that I he stopped looked, on the course. I looked at Alan and I said, this scene has gone on for three minutes too long. Yeah. And then they show the clock of how long they've been on the course. A minute and 27 seconds. Yeah. And I was like, I've been watching this for more than a minute and 27 yeah. seconds. Oh, you absolutely have. I, I, it's bad. Let's just say like this bad. He needs to get in. Because he's the only dog in his weight class. Yes. He yeah. needs to get in because the competition uh, ha- delivers puppies. He needs to get in for any other reason than actually setting a score. I agree. Because it's bonkers to me. Okay. I'm going to compare this to horseback riding. Uh-huh. Because oh, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Let's it's do it. similar in like dog agility is essentially show jumping which is where it's a very like tightly um designed course with lots of turns and weird angles and the point is to go be the fastest and knock the least amount of things down there is no possible way that you could knock everything down and have the record like the point structure doesn't work like that so i refuse to believe that you cannot do any obstacle and have the record because I, that's not doing the course. Right. It, it, it leads me to think like they are, they give him all of his, 
his time is like 127 and with deductions it's like two minutes he gets like 30 seconds of penalties i'm like what if that's true if i cannot do any obstacle and get 30 seconds of penalties why would you just run for, to the end exactly what stops me from starting the race going to the end skipping every obstacle and going i'll take the penalties it you know what it doesn't it that's why it's such a weak device you like invent a technicality invent another technicality because this just feels unsatisfying and to molly's point you don't need jock there he's already in the final Mm -hmm. so you don't need a technicality where he beats jock keep jock out of it yep have have i was okay with Preston and jock being there as observers yeah observing the competition have them in the stands laughing at how bad Tycho and calvin are and, and then they get surprised that he gets in somehow yes. doesn't yeah but no he sets a course record and that's that we now have fig doing the post-game press conference for reasons answering questions about Tycho and calvin and this is when emily comes up to calvin later not right now but in a later scene where she's like, well, why do you even like Calvin? Calvin kind of takes advantage of you. And Fig cites one time that Calvin was kind of nice to him and was like, hey, that's why I'm his friend. Because he was nice to me that one time. According to the American Kennel Club, uh-huh. many actions can result in a fault, including entering the weave poles incorrectly, missing or missing a pole altogether, failing to place a foot in the contact zone while performing an obstacle like a seesaw, or performing obstacles out of order. There are many different ways to get a fault, and five faults results in a disqualification. Oh, yeah, he would have been out in the first He would have had at least five faults, because he knocked over all the stuff. He didn't do half the things. Yeah, he would have been out. So in the scene you were talking about, Alan, between Emily and Fig, where she's like, just help me understand this guy yeah an absolute dick yeah this this is the payoff i guess for the way he's like known all these people and known what they need is that yeah fig tells this story of like i have what will be referred to later as the asthma and <laughs> the asthma and she's like oh he's like i got picked on because i had asthma and she's like Oh, and Calvin didn't pick on you? He's like, no, he was meaner than anyone else. But then one day, I had an asthma attack and I didn't have my inhaler. And and Calvin happened to remember that this other teacher has an inhaler. And so he went and got it. And so now I'm his servant. We have Emily now up here for a follow-up interview with Calvin talking about Tycho. It's going pretty well at this point. Yeah, he trained Tycho to bring pizza to her. Mm, He then asks Emily to the dance. Mm -hmm. Because of course... Why could we have a movie where there's not a romantic relationship? Correct. Shove that in there. They but play N64 together. I'm just going to say it because I couldn't not notice it. And I don't want to be gatekeepy, but the way she holds the N64 controller is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> also, it wasn't on split screen. She does. So I don't beat know what two player game they're she playing. She does beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as, as they leave, it's a nice moment. And then what well, should pop on the television screen? But apparently, the. the the dog show announcements that are just run on, on cable television now. And it's a now the local dog show, I should say, 
where Calvin and Tycho the Terror are now going to be at the event. And Emily's like, you don't know. No, you know how I feel about it. And she storms away. She should have failed his dog adoption interview and taken Tycho back. Smart. Well, don't you worry, because almost the, because the next day, Fig shows up with a post that says, hey, Tycho has a home. His name is Chester. His family's looking for him. And this is a struggle moment because Calvin likes Tycho. He doesn't want to give Tycho up. And this is when Fig has the confrontation with Calvin and effectively says, you've been selfish for a long time. I've been quiet about a lot of them, but that dog has a family. You should take that dog back. It's not just, I don't want to take the dog back. It's Fig, go take down this other family's posters for the dog. Yeah. It's, it's next level. It's bad. Yep. But Calvin ultimately decides to take Tycho backslash Chester back to the owners. As he arrives... Right off the rip. These people clearly aren't these dogs owners. Yeah, obviously not the dogs owners. Yeah, not in the And you're like, uh, but Preston did this. Oh, my God, Preston of the what? He still hands Tycho off to the family. Calvin is sad. Fig goes to Emily and defends Calvin at this point. Like, hey, he returned the dog and didn't even take the reward money. Great. What? Cool. And then he did the bare minimum. What, so he, yeah. How much was the reward money again? They didn't say, but what if it was $3,000? That's what, Yes, exactly. <laughs> but Emily is like, hey, I know that photo. I took that photo of Tycho when he arrived. And Fig is like, that's not possible. That was that family's photo. And she goes, uh uh-uh, uh, here's evidence. And shows him the photo that she took of Tycho. No, Which, here is everything you need. Here is plot devices. Look on screen, Fig. All of the answers shall be revealed to you. And they realize, oh no, that's not actually the owner. And through a series of flashbacks after bringing this information to Calvin that are definitely real, we determine that it's Preston who did it. Can I say, uh, I have something to say here. Okay. And I quote, Calvin says, in Uh regards to Preston, Preston knew how much I love Tycho and how I do anything for him. No. (laughs) Preston wants to win. Right. (laughs) Preston doesn't actually give a shit about you and your dog. He wants to win. And he's mad that through your ludicrous dog nonsense, nonsense, you somehow qualified for the final that he and Jock have been working for all year long. Valid, Preston. Maybe we wouldn't go to these ends, but valid. Yeah, like, you're not being a great person, Preston, but your motivation is clear. And Preston knew I'd do anything for Tycho. Bro, five minutes ago, you were ready to take down all the flyers and not give a dog back to its family. Oh, I also, I did forget, Max. Uh, It was during the 101 Dalmatians bit when the song lyric came on that I liked so so, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, again, all the dogs look like their owners. The song lyrics are, and I quote, I'm a dog coming down the street. Gotta stop when I see a tree. (laughs) (laughs) I think the next line is, Chasing my tail, chasing my tail. I'm a dog. Yep. Oh, God. It was pandogmonium, which is one of the many oh, puns that the announcers my God. say. Oh, Jesus. Well, now we hatch a plot. We must go retrieve Tycho. And as they arrive at the home, we realize that it can't be Emily or Calvin. Emily for some reason, but Calvin, for a clear reason, to go and try to get the dog back, it's got to be Fig. But Fig can't lie. So what does Fig do? 
Fig goes, acts like a magazine salesman, and fakes a life-threatening asthma attack. Where, where the woman goes, he's got the asthma. <laughs> My cousin Gail has uh, it. I'm, yeah, exactly. And in that time, Calvin goes into the family's basement, where they have effectively just made Tycho a prisoner, and rescue him. It's it's Preston's, like, lawn guy or something. Like, it's it's... Yeah, Somebody Calvin had seen him yeah. doing work yeah. uh, when he was there the first time. Yeah, we're on our on our way to the dog show. Well, now is when Emily abandons her character trait. Yes, this is why I said I liked Emily till the end because she says to Calvin, "You have to take him to the dog show," and I was like, "I'm sorry, what? Why though?" She's like, no, you have to take him or Preston will win. And I was like, so we're abandoning all of our ethics right our now? Our morals. Like, you made a sign. What? To protest. And you've just left that sign Fuck in the dust. Preston. What difference does that make? Ridiculous. So they go to the dog show. Now you have to have a routine prepared. We see Jacques and Preston performing a very well-rehearsed routine. Very talented little pairing. And in the drive there with Calvin's dad... Because now his parents are just on board. They're they're on board. Parents on board. Fig asks, hey, what's your routine going to be? And Calvin's like, I think we got something up our sleeves. They arrive late to the show with Tycho pulling Calvin on a skateboard. Circa the first scene that we have between the two of them. The janitor sees Calvin and Tycho go by in a blur and thinks that's a cue to flip a switch. And Calvin and Tycho get pyrotechnics. Yeah, they do. As they enter the scene. It's a on wrestling dog show. entrance. What I needed was a glass break, stone cold Steve Austin. Da 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 da. And then Tycho and Calvin ride through. I wrote crowd down, pop. Uh, I wrote down in the in this moment. I was like, it. Please don't let this be a skateboarding routine. Oh. And then I hit the question mark button, uh-huh. and then I saw what happened. I was like, fuck it is. Yep. Here we are, because this routine is not about Tycho. You mean and the it, one where Tycho doesn't do anything yes. and only Calvin goes through all the agility pieces? Yes. That is what occurs. Calvin being pulled by Tycho does the agility routine on a skateboard. At one point they go into one of the tunnels which somehow Calvin can fit into. Uh-huh. Like it's it's big enough for a person and Calvin does a loop Full around. Loop, yeah. No one would see that. Nobody, no. Correct. It's nobody not cool. would see it. You know what else nobody would see? Preston doing a sabotage. Preston goes under the ble- under one of the ramps, takes a hammer. I was like, is he going to kill somebody? Why he picked a hammer? I was like, that dog? are we entering a murder plot in is, the last 10 minutes? Is he going to kill that dog? Uh, I was worried. He suddenly would have become the villain. Yeah. I'm, I would have been on not his side any yeah. longer. He knocks out two of the uh, structural beams that hold up the ramp. And this is when we get the final jump. The beam, the beams obviously call it structural instability. The ramp falls. Dude, can we just say Calvin floating in the air on wires. This was crazy. Oh, I, I just insane. like dog I, catches I, the skateboard in its mouth, which I thought would help work. The, the skateboard is just floating in the air. Dude. And and uh, Tycho comes and like puts his mouth on. I mean, they're great for the dog, but like the skateboard's just on strings. Like also it's made of styrofoam because if you see it later on when when Tycho snaps it in two, he picks it up and it squeaks like styrofoam. This shit is crazy. It's bananas. End. 
what got me, and I don't know if you guys heard this, but as the judges are deliberating about scores, there is sort of crowd noise happening uh-huh. in the background. Um, and one of them was like, didn't you see Preston? Yeah, Preston obviously cheated. And it's I'm like, the fastest anyone's put anything together. I and they, no, one's, no one saw him. No one saw him. How would you know Preston did this? Every, no shot you know. literally just goes, yeah. It was definitely Preston. He sabotaged them, so he didn't win. And it's like, what a crazy leap to make. Also... Okay, again, if that, let's imagine that's the case. Let's imagine that is actually what happens. DQ Preston. Yes! You know who doesn't deserve a 99 for that performance? Tycho and Calvin. Not in the slight. Another dog deserves the victory. Yes, 100%. Just just disqualify him. Jacques and Preston get a 9.8. Tycho and Calvin get a 9.9, and they win. And... Calvin gets the prize pot of $5,000. He takes it and he donates it to the animal shelter. <laughs> and they are able to redo the entire shelter for $5,000. They renamed the animal shelter. The Gotham. Because of $5,000. <laughs> guys, I know inflation has been a big topic of conversation, but five G's. That's what they renamed the entire animal shelter for? Dude, I was flummoxed in this scene. And they're just trying to tell us, like, Calvin's turned over a new leaf. He likes dogs now. He's naming the dogs at the shelter. He's there with Emily. Yeah, he doesn't buy the comic. Yeah, he doesn't buy the comic. And then it ends on Fig finding a small dog that he can take home to. Rufus. 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 And, um... And Rufus... Uh, okay... This, it ends just as stupid as it is the rest of the time because Emily says like, oh, do you think anyone could beat you and Tycho at the dog shows yeah. this year? Because How could they do that? <laughs> to, to consider him a competitor is unbelievable. But this is even stupider because, okay, Emily gave up her morals for the dog show. Maybe that one time, okay, because she wanted to get back at Preston. Why? she support him continuing to do the dog shows when it has nothing to do with Preston anyway so she says who's gonna beat you at the dog show this year and at that moment Fig has Rufus doing an actual trick like an actual dog trick that could score well at a dog show and then um, Calvin realizes oh Rufus is better than Tycho at tricks so then immediately he's like trying to get something out of fig in in true character he learned no lessons he's the same piece of shit that he was at the beginning of the movie because he ends by saying let me get a cut of your winnings i'll be your manager or we can team up and like and i'm like okay great so you learned you're the same absolutely nothing from all of this a lot of character development happened in this movie and Mm -hmm. uh the better character emily has declined in character by the end she gave up everything Uh, she stood for preston the better character declined by the end um and calvin is still still shitty and that brings us to the end of life is rough great i've gotta know we've got some strong opinions max we got some text from you as you were watching this film i need to know what your rating is just because i'll just read them. Yeah, read you the know, text. normally, normally at the moment of rating, I we would talk about why, uh huh, why we uh, like or don't like some high points, some things we want to give the movie flowers for. True. So I'm just gonna read the text now. Humble listener, you know, we love you so much. I um, we make a real effort to not share our feelings mm-hmm. about these films. Yes. 
so that when we're recording, you know, but sometimes, you know, you just can't hold it in. And, and I was emotional. And so I got a text from Molly that just said, this music is fucking wild, right? An accurate, an accurate description of what yes. was happening. And I said, the music is crazy. Spoiler alert. I fucking hate this. <laughs> like, I cannot emphasize enough how much I fucking hate this. <laughs> and that was how I got to my rating of 0. 0.6. Whoa! Wow. Whoa! Is that the lowest you've rated something? I think so. It is. I, I can confirm. I think that's okay. <laughs> what about you, Malls? I, I have a theory. Uh -huh. Someone at the Disney Channel offices. Yep. I think they hate dogs. Interesting. Because dogs are one of the most universally loved things on the planet. Factually correct. Very few people don't like dogs. Yep. Should be one of the easiest things to make a decom about. Agreed. But we've gotten you lucky dog uh -huh. hounded. Uh -huh. And now this. Yeah. Terrible movies. Horrible movies. Why does this person hate dogs so much? <laughs> Why does the Disney Channel hate dogs yeah. so much that yeah. they make their movies objectively terrible yeah. and hard to watch? Yeah. And just for the record, if you if you were to just hop, skip, and jump over to Disney Animation, you got some good dog movies. You got some great dog movies. Yeah, Lady yeah. and the Tramp. I mean, Oliver and Company. Yeah, Oliver and Company. Yeah, The Fox and the Hound. Sad, but at least sad. Lovely. But, I mean, nostalgia. 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians. But Disney Channel hates dogs. Oh, hate hate dogs. dogs. They hate dogs. Yeah. I agree with your conspiracy. Yeah. What does that do to your rating? I'm giving this movie 0.5 for Tycho. Uh huh. And I'm giving this movie 0.5 for the music. Uh huh. And I'm rounding it out at a one. Nice. Yeah. Because I, the music is crazy. It's crazy. But it's I, I like. I liked how I'm rewarding oh, how I crazy this I music is because I, I, no. I, I laughed out loud. I think the it's music. the worst soundtrack of any decom we've ever had. I, I cannot it. handle it. Uh, my rating for the first time ever fall, like not for the first time ever falls below one, uh, but not for the first time ever falls in between you two. I gave it, I was like, I can't give this movie a one. It is every, it is against every fiber of my being to give this movie a one. Uh -huh. uh, I gave it a point eight. Guys, I'm going to tell you. This just took the this just took the crown, didn't this it? This just took the crown because I'm pretty. I I feel confident that our lowest average is above a one. I'm pretty. It, there's a tie, Jenny Project and Quince, and it's like one point one seven or one point two seven. And so I'm point six. You're point eight. She's a one. That means the average is point eight. Mm -hmm. And this is now the lowest rated decom. Deservedly. 100%. It's I mean, it has, uh, again, I stand by, I think this is the worst main character we've had. And mm -hmm. I think that we've gotten to a place. I'm thinking now as I gave that rating and I listened to us, I don't, I didn't hear the rage in us as much in reviewing this. And I think that that's because this movie is so bad. There's not even anything to say about it. No, it's like, just bad. It's so bad that I can't even rage to a level of like, this is, it, it's just fucking horrible. It's not worth my energy to get mad at anything. It's horrible. Uh, he is so unlikable. It's, it's unbelievable. There's no how redeeming qualities at all. No, not at all. I, but I do have some great reviews for you from IMDb. I actually found two. 
Okay. Found two. One, I just read it and I was like, what the fuck did I just read? And the other one, I just... Actually, you know what? Both of those. Okay. What was my response? The first one is, this movie's pretty cool. Is no, it? it's not. This was a really good movie. No, and no, I'm glad not. I watched no, it. It's fucking not. You're an idiot. It has some good funny I parts. I hate you. And you can tell... <laughs> and you can kind of tell who Calvin's going to ask to the dance at the beginning. One of the best characters I what, thought was... That's Emily, what you focus on? <laughs> one of the best characters I thought was Emily Watson. She, yeah, she really agree. played that part quite well, showing compassion for the dog as well as the anger you would expect from someone who really cares about the animal she takes care of. Until she gives it up at the end. I also liked Fig for good comic relief. Preston Price was definitely the mean kid you would expect. I mean, with the way he dresses and all. <laughs> You can like tell he wears dress clothes. He wears like a polo and I he's like, know. fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck them. You could tell the basketball game that he was really going to be trouble because of how big headed he is. No, he does. No, fuck that. He is a two time champion. <laughs> I want to burn this person's house to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing. At the beginning, it reminded me, reminded me of Oliver and company with the little kitty. You'll have to watch it to find out. <laughs> No. Go fuck yourself. I hate you. you I hate you. You fucking pompous piece of shit. You, I hate I you. Hate you. I, I hate you. I want to burn your home to the ground in Minecraft. I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope that you land on the go to jail square every time you play Monopoly. Every step on a, every step on a Lego. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. So here's the other one. I hope your pillow never cold. They gave this one a 10 out of 10. No cool side of the pillow for them. you ever I again. Them. So here's another review that I have. The title. This movie was pretty good to summarize my feelings for it. I put in some personal experiences. <laughs> Great. No. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Let's get into oh, it. Oh, Wait. no. Could we? Life is Rough was a real... Bow wow. Let's go. <laughs> Bow wow. Let's this go. Pandogmonium. Life is Rough was a really cute movie about no. essentially growing up. No. I actually went no, to the school it? where it was, was filmed. It growing up. He didn't grow up at all. No He's still a piece of shit. It took place over two weeks and so literally no one grew up. I actually went to the school where it was filmed and was able to see some of the set as I went around to my classes. One of my teachers got her flag signed by the kids in the film. I thought it. I thought the weirdest what? part of the whole experience. They defaced an American flag. <laughs> I hate them even more. <laughs> I thought the weirdest part of the whole experience was that the week the film premiered on, on the Disney Channel, the school where it was fi filmed... Wasatch Junior High burned down due to an election. <laughs> Max, Max. Guys, I did not do that. Max. Guys, guys, I know how it looks. I was, that's why I laughed so Guys, hard. I know how it looks. I did not do this. I thought the weirdest part of the whole experience was that the week the film the week the film premiered on Disney Channel, the school where it was filmed burned down due to an electrical fire that started in the library. I did not have anything to do with that, Max. It was really cool. <laughs> Because then it burned down? Because the last time I was able to see the inside of my school was in that movie. Calvin learned... <laughs> what a fucking... That's crazy. so crazy. What a crazy thing to That's so crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. It took me a second, and then I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that doesn't exist anymore, y'all. Oh. Now, you need, I just need you to hold your reactions until I end these next two sentences, okay? okay? I need you to hold it. Calvin learned a lot from his experiences in the movie about friendship and responsibility. He learned the same lessons we learned that summer when our school <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> when our school burned to the ground, he says, if you learned the same lessons we learned that summer when our school disappeared. <laughs> Five out of ten. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I'm crying. So much. That oh, was good. That was holy good. shit balls. That mm. review made that whole movie worth it. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Uh, I want you both to know yeah. that this movie doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I That's how that's I sort of like rate the level of badness these movies have. If it doesn't have a Wikipedia page, it's probably going to be trash. And the Life is Rough did not have one. There you go. Oh, well, those are the reviews, everybody. I thought you really liked that last one. That was fantastic. Oh, wow. Next up, we have... The Proud Family movie, which is going to be our second of uh, the the second time we've had an animated decom, and mm-hmm. the second time in the year two thousand and five, and another uh, show. Why do people love the Proud Family? I I uh, I think I was not watching. I remember seeing promos and stuff for that show, but I was not watching uh, much Disney Channel when it came out. And so I'm actually excited for this one because a lot I, of people yeah. love the Proud. Family. I know I've seen the show. I don't think I've seen the movie, but I know I've seen an episode or two of the show. Yeah, I'm, I want you both to know. We are two movies away from High School Musical. Whoa. Wow. Two and then? No, so it's The Proud Family, Twitch's High School Musical. So we're going to get High School Musical. We have to wait until after Japan. Yeah. Damn. But we're so Talk close. about the buildup. Yes. We're going to so get close. all the way there. We're going to be edging through Japan. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're just gonna, thinking about High School Musical. We're going to be... We're going to be... We're going to be at Tokyo Disney just so thinking about how we're going to be watching. Our balls will be so blue. Blah. We are edging. There's not a star in. in heaven that we can't... Oh, man. What an amazing wow. finish we'll have when we get back. That'll be yeah. nice. We get Triumphant. back and we're like... Yeah. Now we get to watch High School Musical. I know. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to rate and view the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Follow us on all of our socials. And if you want to join in the conversation about this DCOM, although I don't know why you'd want to, or any of the other DCOMs that we have watched, please join us on Discord. Until next time, friends, when we bring you the Proud Family movie. See you then. Bye-bye now. Can you imagine? If your school burned down and then you wrote a review about it on IMDb, let us know on Discord. Yeah, we got questions.